Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hey you, it is time for Back to Base on Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian. Today on Back to Base, of course, we're having someone special, but uh, before I introduce him, let me just say this. It is amazing the number of legitimate ways available for one to create wealth in the world today. Now, if you are of the opinion that the world is vast and things that would work in other countries might not work here, well, let me rephrase. It is amazing the number of legitimate ways available for one to create wealth in Africa, in Nigeria. Now, many believe that the only way money can be made is by working in any job for any salary just because they want to make money. Regardless of whether or not there's love for the job or whether it aligns with their goals, their dreams, their aspirations. While there's nothing wrong with that, of course, you are free to work any job you want to do. I just want to let you know that you have the ability to do more, to be more. And we've had many, we have many among us who are breaking boundaries and shattering the glass ceilings on a regular basis. Many of whom we've had the pleasure of having a chat with here on Africa Tech Radio. I mean, if they can do it, what is stopping us from achieving our goals and desires, right? There's this statement our parents used to say then. They say, that your friend that got A... (laughs) Does he have three heads? You know, that is a question. The people who are actually making it out there, do they have two heads? Well, today on Back to Base on Africa Tech Radio, we'll be having a chat with Jerome Ike Chiko Keke, the co-founder and CEO of Paylots Technologies and OBX Finance. He's someone whose growth I've been following and impressed with for the past few years. No, I'm not stalking him. I'm just fascinated at his growth. Right, and my name is Lillian, and the topic for today is transforming desire to reality, building and sustaining a cryptocurrency trading platform in Nigeria. Hi, Jerome, how are you doing? It's been what two, three Hi. years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe three years. Um, hi, Lillian, yes. I'm doing great. What about you? Well, I mean, you can see <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great as well. It's very nice um, yeah. re- reconnecting. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I mean, like, um, I'm always glad, you know, to having to talk with you and then you know, share what we are doing. Anytime, anytime. So on, on my phone, what I saved your name as is TechQuest Payload. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I can give you a screenshot right now because I knew when I, when I first met you, I knew that you were working, doing something with payload, but I didn't really grasp the entirety of it. I, don't, I didn't understand what you were doing payload then because I was not really into the tech space, but you started payload first, then ventured into OBX. What inspired you to start yes. your own cryptocurrency platform and what was your background before entering the crypto industry? All right, um, uh, thank you. It was really a funny story when I my entry into crypto. I think it was in 2016, during the last quarter of 2016. I was still in school then, in university. Um, I was studying electronics and computer engineering. I was good in a couple of things, including maths. Then what happened then, it's like after, during the vacation, we tried to make small, small money, you know, to use when we come back. Mm-hmm. So there were some children that I was, these two kids that I was doing home lessons for, they were, you know, um, I was teaching them English, teaching them maths, um, quantitative, and, you know, the, just the basic subjects. 
and then I've worked with them for like two months. And it was during one of those classes we usually saw in the weekend. Then my friend called me on the phone and then said he has discovered the next gold mine. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? He said Bitcoin. I said, I'm like, what the hell is Bitcoin? He said it's the internet money that we change everything. And then I'm like, uh, no, but um, let's talk about it when I get home. So I got home. I put it on Google. What is Bitcoin? I were able to. I was able to get some information. I mean, like, it's surprising how much I've changed. Then there was not so much information about cryptocurrencies as we have right now. I mean, right now everybody's talking about it but i was able to get what I, I i could get and then i understood that this could be a game changer and then next thing i did was i called the mother of the kids and i'm like i'm not coming back next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story and then the funny part is that the funny part about it is that saturday the next saturday was my paid day so i've worked Ooh. three saturdays and just one saturday to close the month I just called and my dad was very angry. He was, he was like, you should have waited to get your paper. It was what happened. So I bought my first Bitcoin then. Um, I think I spent like 10,000 naira buying the, I was being paid like 20,000. So the previous salary, I spent half of it buying my first Bitcoin. And um, I started talking about it. And that was my whole journey into crypto so only my own platform my own cryptocurrency platform as i was preaching out to people about bitcoin you know i was not in the town i was like the community where i grew up like what's not like lagos or abuja so it's filled with regular people doing regular businesses it's not like very very extremely educated people so as i was talking to them about crypto about bitcoin yeah um, then it was mostly bitcoin about bitcoin Everybody was interested in this thing that is going to um, change the whole way they view money. But the issue, the basic issue that everybody has was utility. You know, people are now telling me, how would I have the money, a money that will be stressful for me if I want to spend? Like, this is my Zenith bank app. If I go there and then, I, if I'm going on the world to buy ice cream, I easily transfer to mm-hmm. the ice cream vendor or I easily use my card. But with crypto, that is very impossible. And I'm like, the true value of a currency, it's how people are able to accept it or able to use it um, day to day. I'm like, if I'm preaching about Bitcoin and then people are unable to spend it and then for them to get cash, they have to go through rigorous processes, then there is a problem. I first thought, what is the easiest solution I can do? I said, okay, let me create an utility-based product that will allow people, yeah, spend their crypto even without offering it to cash that is what came up with payload so payload is like pay stack for crypto it was um, an end-to-end payment processing platform that allowed merchants both um, online merchants and then brick and mortar to be able to accept crypto as a means of payment while we remit them their local currency same day so with that they could be able to accept payments not from just just from nigeria from international people that could you know patronize them with bitcoin and the rest and then we settled them they don't handle the volatility we settled them in there and um, into their local bank account something we came up with the idea but the issue was like i was not a developer i've never written a line of code before added i could not develop the platform that i have just thought about 
So I started on my quest looking for developers. Then crypto was still very early in Nigeria. There was not a lot of crypto blockchain developers in Nigeria then. So it was a very difficult one. I moved from developers to developer until I met the team that I'm currently working with. We started building the idea and then it took us like two, two years. We, and then we launched the payment processing, the payment gateway in 2018. I mean, do I still have time to continue? <laughs> oh, don't worry, we'll get there. What year was that? The year that you were doing that lesson and you found the cryptocurrency? Um, it, it, was, it was in 2016. It, it was Ooh. like, it's like one of the funniest memories of my life. Right? I mean, like each time I remember it, it was it's really fun. There's no way I would have waited. I would have not quit my, my main salary. All those experiences happened to me. <laughs> And I, and I ran away. But that's the thing. We are chasing the, the fish in the pond when we can be looking at the fish in the ocean. You know, that's what we do on a daily. A lot of us miss opportunities yeah. because of that fish pond we're seeing. There's no access for more fish to come through into that fish pond. But the whole ocean is there available for us to get different kinds of fish. And yes, wow. <laughs> I'll tell that story for you. Yeah, I think also what helped me is that like, let's not um, let's not make it very lightly because what I took was the, the move I took was a very risky move. It was. I think it's not. Yeah, it's not very advisable for everybody because I mean, if he had failed, and then I went back to the lady and I'm like, take me back. Of course, definitely she wouldn't want someone that would work at and had the next moment. And I think it's just about my risk appetite. I was very, very entrepreneur. And um, couple of the fact that I've been mean, like, you know, sitting in one place and then teaching. I love to, you know, inspire people, but sitting in one place and teaching kids for hours was like boring me out. So I needed to be out in the field. Like, mm-hmm. So as it came, it was like something I was, was waiting for. And then also, I knew that if something happened, I still have a lot of years in my life to be able to get in shape. So that is exactly yeah, my it was point. A, it was a, it was risky. It was a risk, but yeah, but even yeah. if it failed, you would have done something else. It is the entrepreneurial spirit in you, yes. and that is the thing. Even these top people will tell you their stories. The the greatest inventors of the world will tell you how many times they failed. It's just that one success that was recorded. You get so. Whether or not you fail, just always the bounce back. It is you. I mean, <laughs> yes. And I realized that you also had that. You still have that teaching spirit in you. You still want to educate others, and that was the reason why, why I wanted you to be on the show. Because I mean, you are yeah. you are you are benefiting. There's something that you are, you started, and I'm sure you want some people to benefit from it as well. So. Mm-hmm. And this is for that dreamer who will look at you and say, "I'm sure you know that you have a lot of people looking up to you." Ah. It's Jerome. It is OBX. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I want to be like Jerome. I want to be like this person who has built this beautiful platform that I can only dream of, you know? So what are the ingredients required to build a successful cryptocurrency platform? So I, I think um, it lies very down, most especially in uh, it's um, listening to your customers. You have to be able to, because at the end of the day, they are the ones that you're building the product. So mm-hmm. one funny thing that happened is that you know me at Philip. Now OBX has been coming up a lot of times. So you might uh, want to know what is the connection between Payload and OBX. So mm-hmm. like I told you, we, we launched Payload in 2018. But because we were listening to customers' behavior, we noticed that some people 
were um, using the product for entirely different thing. They were using it to, instead of it to be a payment, it means for them to accept payment from their customers. They were using it to get off ramp from crypto to fiat and then going all the way about creating an invoice, sending themselves an invoice, going ahead to pay the invoice and receiving the payouts in there. And I'm really like, if customers are willing to go through this whole why not make it simpler for them? Mm-hmm. And then we went on to create OBS. And since then, the game has been different. Like from from 2020, that we launched the product till now, we have you know be able to facilitate more than seven billion dollars in transactions. Mm-hmm. And that is because we are listening to customers, and then we knew what they wanted, and uh, we remodeled our product to be able to fit them. So I think that is number one. Number two, it's also the writing. If you have the right team with you, you could be able to do almost everything. So I was very, I'm always very keen in being able to select the team. I look at the team that shares the quality that I share or the quality that I want, the core values that I want in the company. And then we are able to pick them up because at the end of the day, you know, when things are going, not going the way you expect them and when there is a crisis, the teams are they are the, the, the team, the members that you have in your team, uh, they are the ones that begin to put things together. And it takes a lot of entrepreneurial spirit to be able to run things like crypto exchange in Nigeria because it's it's a kind of a, a sector that has not been that is still new and then there are still a lot of regulatory uncertainty. So it just needs you to be very, very adaptive and then to be able to consume um, new information very fast and being able to affect them in your your journey as a startup. Speaking of team members, which skill set do you need to get together? Because, of course, we know that creating a platform like this is not the one man's job. You also need people who are skilled in different aspects. So which particular skills do you need to, you know, form the team that you need? Okay, so foremost, um, it's that probably like when bringing in together people that you want to work with, you look want to look for people that have perseverance. Crypto guys, they are not like regular customers, you know. A lot of them have money. You know, they want things done and then done immediately. They like to be addressed in a particular part of kind of way and you want to be able to make sure that you pick up team members that have perseverance to be able to deal with these two issues and there are people that are also very open-minded and, ad- and adaptive because the thing about crypto is that it moves very fast you know like i told you 2016 when i was browsing what is bitcoin i didn't have as much information like the information available then and the information available now it's like one is to one million hmm. so new things just keep on popping up every day and then you want to make sure that your team is on it they are just learning and then you know adapting and then opening their mind to information it's not like maybe banking system or it's not like civil engineering whereby you know things are static for like 10 years before the industry is shifting it's like a very competitive landscape that things are changing every day every week every month so you want to be able to bring up people that are open-minded and people that also look at long term because crypto it's in as much as people just go ahead and be like putting the $1,000 billion. It's, most of the cases, is not like that. It's just patience, like long-term game. And you want your team members to be able to focus on the company, not really looking at the prices of crypto at the moment. Focus on the dream and then on the company that you are building, on the objectives that you guys are building. And then they're able to persevere. They're able to have patience and then keep on pushing those to 
to the long term because like for instance bitcoin it took almost 10 years for bitcoin to be what what it is like today to be everywhere in the world so yeah it takes um patience and then long time thinking as well if people are looking at the price of crypto at every given time everybody will quit you're hearing buy the dip buy the dip yes. i bought the dip now it's dipping me <laughs> and and it's crazy that, definitely so i mean for me it's, it's been a long while that i was looking at prices because if i keep on looking at prices it will shift my attention from <laughs> i don't even trade anymore so it will shift my attention from what i'm building you know so it's yeah. dipping or it's going up all those things those things are distractions yeah <laughs> Yeah, especially for for you, but for those who trade on it, that's their life. They have to look at every fluctuation in price. Now, in 2021, the Central Bank of Nigeria sent a letter to banks. I mean, prior to that, people found crypto and they were so excited. They were like, yes, this is the real thing, right? So in 2021, CBN sent a letter to banks and other financial institutions stating that trading in cryptocurrencies and enabling payment for cryptocurrency exchanges are banned they also went a step further to direct all banks and other financial institutions to identify and cancel the accounts of individuals or businesses who deal in cryptocurrencies or run cryptocurrency exchanges how has this how did this particular news and the implementation of this news how did it affect cryptocurrency in this part of the world and how did it affect your platform yeah, I mean, like, one of the good things we're able to see with the whole CBM policy on, on regulated fintech companies at their crypto exchanges, it's that when you look at what happened, then you'll be like, oh, in a country like Nigeria, things can still be done effectively. I mean, the way they were able to carry out that order very well, I mean, like, you'd be like... <laughs> So people still know how to get right? people still know how to get things done. Yeah, I mean when they want to, so, when they want to, when it's convenient for them, they know how to get things done. Hmm. So personally, I'll start from a personal note. Personally, it affected me a lot. I do. I currently do not own bank accounts in Nigeria because apparently, not just did they freeze the accounts of suspected crypto traders, they also blacklist your BVN. So currently, if I want to open an account in any bank, I don't think I'll be allowed to open an account in any bank. It was bad. I mean, like, it's, it's, it was bad, but it's also one of the things that have contributed to the growth OBX has as a company. Because the one of the, the, the disadvantages that of not having a bank account is that you are financially excluded. I go to a nice restaurant in Lagos and then after eating, I can, I'm unable to pay my bills because I don't have an ATM card. I don't have a bank account to be able to do transfer. I cannot buy airtime because I don't have mm. a bank account. I would like to see CBN financially excluded us and we are not even talking about it because we just went on to build our company. For example, now at OBX, the current stage at OBS, everything you can do with your bank, you can do with OBX and it's powered 100% through crypto. You can buy utilities, buy airtime, buy TV subscription, buy buy your Starlink, issue your virtual card, spend on anything. Anything you can think about, move money, send people nearer, anything you can think about, you can do on OBX. And I did it specifically for all the people that CBN financially excluded. We don't need bank accounts. Apart from the side that they financially excluded us, you now start looking at the things like Visa, and embassies. So, for instance, when you're applying a visa to visit a particular country, 
a lot of this require your bank statement. And how would you go ahead and provide bank statement where you don't have a bank account? So it returns some of us to zero. We have to start going to other countries to open bank accounts and then you know start building it up to be able to use it, you know, to start applying for visa and you know. so there was so many disadvantages, but which we have taken care of and then by you know developing on our app and you know so for instance on OBX you can also apply for statement and then you can use the statement. The last visa I obtained I use my statement on OBX and the, a lot of embassies are opening up to crypto now to present to the embassy and they accepted it. Apart from Nigeria. So it was it was yeah apart from that it was a rash decision by CBN. I mean I expected they they could have probably called the actors together and then, you know, find a way moving forward. But what the effect, apart from the, the disadvantages, that the, the, the huge disadvantage that he had, the advantage, I think the advantage beats the disadvantage. Because the advantage is that it gave more popularity to crypto. More people learned about crypto when CBN put out the ban than before then. Before then, it was just like a group of people, a group, a community thing, you know. But immediately after CBN, people started asking questions about what is this crypto that CBN is banning and it's stopping banks from partnering with. Financial actors started paying attention. I mean, for CBN to start prohibiting regulated financial actors from partnering with crypto companies or crypto-affiliated people, then there must be something there. There must be opportunities there. I mean, and then they started looking into this. And the whole thing just blew up. I mean, like, we, we slack, we 10x the value. We started getting more people, more diversity companies looking towards Bitcoin, like buying Bitcoin, skipping the, some of the balance sheets in Bitcoin, using crypto, like, to move money across borders and, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's also contributed to the whole rise of crypto in, in Nigeria. So. Yeah. Well, that is really sad. Treating people who are just trading as fugitives. That was so extreme. All the money that you've gotten. Has the money gone or the money is hanging somewhere? So it, it depends. I mean, I don't know if it, if it depends on the bank or if it depends on luck. Some people were able to get their money. And for me, one for me, I was able to get all my money. My bank just told me, issued me bankrupt, come and collect your money. We no longer want to do this. But some of my friends, they, they didn't have the good luck. The banks are still holding their money to date. I mean, like, if they go to the bank, we said they should go to CBN. Maybe if they go to CBN, CBN will say they will. It has been like, it's been very, very sad. The legislation, we try to, I think we try to bring the motion to the Senate and then to the House of Representatives. Well, I mean, it was, hmm. it was dead on arrival. I don't want to come ahead and start saying some of the discussions we had, but <laughs> yeah, it was dead on arrival. It's just, I it's just so look into it. Maybe in the yeah, future. And then be able to, yeah, to be able to get those people their money back. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a breather and we'll be back. This song is by Ace of Base. I saw the sign. You're listening to Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian and I'm having a chat with Jerome Ikechuko KK, the CEO, co-founder of OBX and Paylot. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Africa Tech Radio. Welcome back to Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian and I am not alone now. Okay, it's back to base. I've been having a conversation with Jerome, the co-founder of Payload and OBX, a cryptocurrency trading platform, which is even more. It's much more than that. I remember seeing new features on OBX and I was asking, I said, is this your plan? 
you know, is this your plan for the future of OBX to make it bigger and greater than it actually is right now, to make it like a one-stop shop for everything, not just cryptocurrency, but total trading? And he said, yes, that's what I plan to do. But I am curious because whatever it is that we do in life, there are some challenges that we will face along the way. It's just the degree of those challenges might differ, you know? So what are those challenges that you have faced in your journey so far? And how did you overcome them? This is so that, you know, we can have the idea of likely roadblocks. If I, Lillian, I'm looking to uh, starting my own cryptocurrency platform. What are those challenges? Why are you laughing? There's something that is possible. What are some Personally, of those challenges yes. that you've faced? I mean, I wish I could go ahead and say a lot of all the challenges, but I still love my job and then I still want to be <laughs> the CEO tomorrow. Right. Yeah, but, you know, generally running a company, especially something futuristic as this and then something that is competing against the traditional means that people are doing this, it's not easy at all. Running a crypto exchange is far from easy it has difficult conditions that come with it as well mm. I, I mean like we have had to face some of these issues especially like the one you mentioned like the cbn letter to the banks so with the first version of obx that we had we just offering people off ramp from crypto to naira and as soon as the cbn letter went out it was total shutdown because we could no longer process automated payment what is the point when people are sending in their Bitcoin, their Ethereum, or their USDT, and then they can't get paid out in there. Uh, there's no point anymore. I mean, we had to shut down, we had to go back to base, and then we had to revamp and then come out with a full-fledged exchange, and then um, like with different other features, cards, utilities, payouts, and different other features uh, on the platform, like an all-rounder for everything finance. So there are issues just come up and, you know, you have people also leave and, you know, people also have issues and then you have to, you know, just come up and then always be able to come up with solutions very fast. You have customers who are very extremely angry people and then, you know, once they are not satisfied, they go and probably also should be there mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and call you out. Yeah, call you out. It doesn't even it doesn't even matter if they are the one causing their problem or not. They just go there and then they call you out. I mean, we have, have had customers come ahead and threaten us, threaten me that if I don't do what they want, they go on social media. Like you, you see, I'm being able to manage. Yeah, they'll be like, if you don't do this, I go to social media. And then they feel that if they go to social media, it's going to affect your customers or you know people and then some of also remarkable issues we have uh it happened you know during the time that ftx went uh, bankrupt people were so scared about the safety of their money in centralized exchanges like us and it, it, it led to a sharp drop just a very sharp drop a small drop uh, because people were taking out their money they don't want to you know ftx already went away with their money they don't want this one to also go away with their money and then the next thing is that people need to do business at the end of the day. And then people have also noticed that they could also trust some local exchanges. That a business is foreign does not make it actually, does not make them, you know, come better. up with best practices or make the, yeah, it does not make them better. And when people looked at our track record, we have been there standing, talking everything that they were doing, you know, that they are doing on the platform. 
improving on the platform day in day out we i think we by far by you know by, uh, we we have made more remarkable strides you know than any other local exchange i mean by trade volume by improvement by revenue per user and then you know a whole lot of things but people looked at all these things and then they know that uh, the support that this local exchange has been giving us they have been the support has been tremendous the safety and then the ease of transaction and what happened next is that we our numbers just started going rapidly user acquisition and then people moving in their money deposits it just went up so the month that fts went after we had a sharp decline we just grew by almost like our trade volume like our volume and everything deposit grew like almost 4x that is people coming back to local exchanges so at the end of the day the idea is that things are going to happen very very bad things are going to happen difficult things but the issue is that if you're able to turn it around if you're able to stay calm stay um collected and you're able to turn it around those difficult things that come your way will lead to some of your biggest business progress so that issues will come shouldn't discourage anybody but um the point is that you should be able to able to manage issues and then manage this but be able to use it to your advantage there's this saying that smooth roads do not make skilled drivers. If you learn how to drive in the smoothest of roads, you might not be able to compete with somebody who learned to drive in Nigerian roads, for instance, filled with potholes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> from- I'm sure. I'm sure if they take a lot of drivers um, in the UAE or maybe and then take them back to Nigeria. They won't be able to drive but mm-hmm. so maybe someone in nigeria can be able to drive anywhere anywhere just yeah have- <laughs> so those 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 issues will come those issues will come but it will only make you better right so how easy yes. or difficult is it to attract users because you talked about having your own community and all how easy or difficult is it to attract users and investors investors in block letters to your platform for users, uh, I can be able to say for users. For investors, I could just only be able to offer my advice. For users, um, a good marketing team, you know, most of our strengths that has also been, you know, I can factor them to our marketing team. I have um, a very solid marketing team that are always very creative. They're always coming up with creative ideas. And then for people that are looking probably to launch their own crypto company, what they should look around is building communities, unique communities. Crypto people like being in communities because, you know, they share information. Like I told you, crypto, it's a very fast moving industry. So people always want to be in the know. Uh, so educative, informative in communities are always where you will find crypto people. So community building should be a very necessary skill. And then also um, you need a, a, a performance marketing because you need to advertise as well. And then, you know, you need very, uh, very good support. You know, people like when they bring up issues and then they are made like they are the only person in the company, the only customer you are serving and then their issues are being treated fair and then treated properly as fast as possible and then as convenient as possible. So people like very good support systems. When you have those support systems in in place, people like it. For investors, I I think investors um, generally look at numbers and then secondly, uh, they look at uh, the PR. So if if you're looking out for investors, you might want to make sure that your company is growing uh, because they want to, it's not enough to make money. It's not enough to get users on your platform. 
it's continuing. I mean, like if you if you make two thousand naira this month, and then next month again you make two thousand naira next month, and then next two months again you make another two thousand. Mm-hmm. There's no opportunity for me to invest. What you have is a flat business. And also the same thing with user acquisition. So you should look at making sure that year on year you are seeing at, at least minimum three x growth. Uh, if you, if you, I think those are very good numbers for investors. And also PR, you want to be sure that you are you attend some notable events. You put up your articles on very good blogs and publications. Do publications. Do you know here and there, here and there, here and there. Those are the kind of also things that also investors like to see. And networking, powerful networking. You know, mostly people want to give money to people they know, people they trust. So you have to know. If they don't know, you have to know people they know, or you have to know people they trust. That is the only way they are going to give you money. So I think those are just basically the advice I have for young people out there that are looking to start their own company. Okay, so looking at the future of cryptocurrency evolution, right? What role do you see your platform playing in this larger ecosystem? What are some of the trends and developments that you are most excited about in this space that is to come? Yeah, so there have been a lot of things that are very fascinating. There have been like Web3 projects and Nigerians are doing very powerful things. I have a lot of friends that are building very powerful projects um, in Web3, very advanced projects. I am always very excited about those projects and I always, you know, try to learn one or two things. But I mean, the role of OBX, what we are doing is like just connect the everyday man to crypto. You know, at, at least not yet, we're not looking towards those advanced stages, you know, for really, really experts. We are just looking to address good solutions that address the everyday common man in Lagos, in Nigeria, in Abuja, or anywhere. The people that are looking for, you know, good financial systems to be able to carry out their daily finance, financial um, activities. For instance, now um, I come up, I wake up in the morning, I want to recharge my airtime. And call my people and do it through OBX. I don't need to convert, I don't need to do anything. Super is my DSTV runs out, I recharge it. I want to trade, I buy some Bitcoin, I want to convert it to USDT on OBS. So very daily, you know, connecting, you know, um the common man to you know basic financial accessibility, so, you know, access and um, give them financial access and um, those are, are the kind of things that we basically are uh, focusing on. Also, what we have coming up is our academy that will come uh, kind of bringing people and then it's a way of also giving back to the society, teach them crypto, teach them blockchain, teach them about this new economic of finance, you know, basically for, for free. So, hmm. yeah, we're just looking to address the common man. I'm looking forward to that as well. Maybe we can, you know, tap into that too. So before we go, why don't you share some of the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout your journey as a cryptocurrency platform co-founder? I'd also like you to give advice to those looking to enter this industry, those who want to make an impact in this industry. What is that thing that you advise them on? So two questions. I mean, I think what I have to say is that... um, they came at the right time. I mean, like earlier on when we started, I mean, like, for instance, let me give you an example. When I started Paylot, nobody wanted to talk to us. I reached out to a lot of popular, probably startups or companies that you have to do. I talked to Hotel Sanji. I talked to a lot of merchants, a lot of e-commerce people that are 
selling things to abroad. Then 2017, nobody wants to do business with you. But this day, you have everybody looking for crypto companies to do. Like, I mean, there is no time, there's no better time to start a crypto company than now. But they have that advantage now. I mean, there is open wide adoption and uh, people are looking at for them to be able to build out their solutions. So they should grab knowledge as fast as possible. They should um, talk to people, do feasibility studies on their idea, talk to people, uh, market survey, do market survey, talk to people about their ideas, about their solutions, and uh, be able to iterate very fast also and be able to go to market with their, with their idea. Uh, I, I believe for now it's a very good time, especially with what is happening with our economy. That is a very good time to launch a crypto product. And also find support systems. Support systems are one of the things that made us where we are today. We had support system. I can never, never forget that. Because we couldn't have done it on our own. We have people, OGs in the space, even that we are rooting strongly for us. I mean, like, if you mention OBX in crypto communities, you will have OGs that are rooting strongly for us. Those people are very, 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 very important to the success we have today as a company. So support system is also very, very important. If you're able to find support system, it will help you in um, whatever you are building. No man is an island, right? People feel like they can achieve everything on their own, but you can't. You have to find people who... No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. People reject what what you have to offer. You can't force it down their throat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is there anything you want to add while we round up? I mean, like, it has been a good time. Uh, you know me, I'm always happy and then excited to talk about my journey. And then I hope that and I wish that it inspires somebody out there to start their own journey and then come to think and talk about it also. And then maybe, hopefully, I'll be listening. And then I'll be also learning from their own journey. So if someone wants to follow you, to follow your progress and everything and basic, maybe send you a DM. <laughs> How can they reach you? Yeah, I mean, like, I am a kind of, uh, I don't know, but I am a social people, but social to a very small extent. I mean, only my friends, very close friends, get to see how true I am. But go to Twitter, on Instagram, Snapchat, you can follow me, IK underscore payload. Maybe once in a while I post, but you can always send me DMs and I'm always replying DMs. And yeah, and they'll go out and follow the company, you know, to be able to see our progress. OBXHQ on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then the rest. OBXHQ, people can go there, follow about the company and then be able to see our progress also and all the products that we have to offer. Download the app as well. If you're a crypto trader or if you're looking to get into cryptocurrency trading, you can go to any of the app store, download OBX and um, start your crypto journey with us. All right. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a a pleasure, honestly, having you on on Africa Tech Radio today. Thank you very much. And we're going to go on a break right now. Let's enjoy this song by Bob Marley and it's time to jam in. We'll be right back. Africa Tech Radio. I know, you waited. I'm very glad that you did. Thank you very much. Yes, it's still Africa Tech Radio and you're listening to Back to Base where we spoke to the co-founder and CEO of Paylot and OBX Finance. I mean, it is one thing to establish one cryptocurrency platform, but having two, really, I never even get... 
it, it's it's gonna happen it's gonna happen for those who want it to happen for you i mean you've heard everything you need on ways that you can make this happen okay even if it's other platforms i mean it's the same you know uh, determination you have to have the same entrepreneurial spirit you have to have all you have to do is to just look out for a problem and find a solution to it that is it and people will pay you for that solution as simple as abc it might sound it might be difficult but that is you know the first step to finding your own platform okay yes my name is lillian and that's all we are taking today if you want to follow us we are on instagram and facebook and twitter on instagram it is at a tech radio africa tech radio so it's at a tech radio on twitter and facebook it's africa tech radio follow us and follow our content engage like subscribe to our youtube channel africa tech radio and it's going to be amazing you'll be better off for it because you'll be following everything that we are putting out which is always educational entertaining and educational some more enjoy this song because i know that you like it i know you like everything that we have given you today today's edition on back to base in africa tech radio enjoy this one one cool thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com